0: The Pro Hockey West Report. The Pro Hockey West Report is brought to you by the Tag Creative Group. Your one-stop shop for unique designs or that one-of-a-kind gift idea for yourself or someone special. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, Las Vegas's best barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Behind the Mask, the Valley's experts for all things hockey. Find any of our Three Valley locations and more at BehindTheMask.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NHL. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian food quickly in Tempe, Pine Top, and Queen Creek. Order online at TheSpaghettiShack.com. Topgolf, go to Topgolf.com to play the world's greatest golf courses and more, all in one place jets pizza with over 400 locations in 20 states better pizza because it has to be find a location near you at jetspizza.com by toyota support the dealers that support hockey in your community finlay and henderson toyota of the desert in cathedral city california peterson in fort collins colorado and desert toyota in tucson Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Book your stay now at any of our locations around the world at Caesars.com. The Pro Hockey West Report, presented by Toyota, is a part of the Ice Time Hockey West.com network. From the TAG Creative Group Studios, here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
1: All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening, as we do late night podcasting again. Scott Strandy, who just blew in in Palm Springs, California. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that big, beautiful, vibrant city, and now a Stanley Cup Final city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you tonight?
2: I am doing well. Yeah, I mean, can you believe it? Another Stanley Cup Final in Las Vegas. It's about every five years, I think. You know, we, we could get used to that every every five oh, years yeah. or so. Like, like oh, just <laughs> like rub the, it like- in. Everybody like that's you know, every- <laughs>
1: from not Las Vegas.
2: <laughs> yeah, every five years or so, we understand, like, I'm not a bad little...
1: Yeah. And I, I'm again, so I must have a bad connection one more time. It never seems to amaze me. Are you still there?
2: How about now? Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I got you now. Can you hear me? It's more important. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. It, it's I late know night. If, it, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I've been I've been working for uh, let's see uh, almost fourteen hours and I am exhausted as I blew about forty mile an hour winds here in the beautiful city of Palm Springs. Um, yeah, so you're right. It is uh, another Stanley Cup final. It's the uh, Las, Ve- no, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I almost did it. The Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, coast to coast.
2: Well, two two hockey cities, right? I mean, in June, I mean, you've got Vegas, which is in the '90s right now, and then Florida is whatever Florida is, probably humid and w- well warm too. And uh, so, <laughs> when you think hockey. Championship hockey in June, you probably think of Vegas and Florida at the top of your list.
1: Oh, absolutely. I do. You know, I mean, I mean if you could if you could dab in a little Southern California and Texas and Arizona, you'd have it you'd have it made have a nice little tournament.
2: Yeah, could you, could you imagine if the Stanley Cup final was getting ready to start in Arizona at Mullet Arena, how those five thousand fans would be able to pack in there for a Stanley Cup final game?
1: <laughs> five thousand? How are you getting that many in there? <laughs> anyway, yeah, not even yeah. that many. No, but anyway.
2: uh, no, no, I, we don't want to keep piling on Arizona. I think they keep getting the butt of the, a lot of jokes in the NHL. So uh, we will. I wonder why. wonder,
1: <laughs> <I> wonder why <laughs> that is. Anyway, we
2: won't, we won't go down that road. Bruce Cassidy apologized for something. He he brought the Arizona Coyotes in uh, into a thing the other night after talking about game five and talking about the um, takeaways and everything and, and having that many takeaways, not being able to beat a team like Arizona in January if they had that many takeaways. So uh, he felt bad about doing that. So he reached out to them and apologized for that. So that was nice of him to do that, but uh, maybe he wasn't wrong about that though. But anyway, (laughs) I digress. <laughs>
1: you can't quit, can you? You just can't. There <laughs> goes any
2: chances we have of being close uh, with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> or whatever yeah, they're going think... to end up being, or whatever they're going to end up being.
1: <laughs> I- I'm going to say that those chances went out the window several years ago. Uh, just, just my thoughts. But, but that's okay. They're anyway. not in the
2: Stanley Cup Final right now, so that's all right.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, who really knows when they are going to be in a Stanley Cup Final? Because uh, they have a lot of rebuilding to do. Let's just put it that way. Um, in more ways so than I told one, you, too.
2: in more in more ways than one, not just with their team, but <laughs> our, oh yeah. Without-
1: <laughs> and in our, in our pre-show, our pre-show stuff tonight, I told you, I said, let's start with the AHL and then we'll go to the NHL. Cause last week it was in reverse because Vegas had just done. I um, just finished a game against uh, Dallas and uh, we wanted to start off with that. Well, tonight, uh, the AHL playoffs, which are, uh, the Western Conference anyway, up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin this week. I knew that it was going to be a difficult trip. Um, coach Dan Bilesma of the Firebirds told me that, um, he, he expects every series in the AHL playoffs to go the distance. He never expects it to be shortened during any stretch. So he anticipated his guys are going to have to play 420 minutes of hockey in order to win this seven game series against mil uh against milwaukee and um boy so far he's looking very prophetic prophetic because he uh the series is not tied 2-2 it was 2-0 well, and i thought uh the firebirds were by far and away the best team um at the two games at coachella valley um then they went up to milwaukee and now it's been a little turn of events and saturday afternoon 4 p.m pacific time will be game five in milwaukee and This series tied
2: at 2-2. Yeah, I mean, when you get to this time of year, I mean, these teams are in the Western Conference Final for a reason. They're two quality teams. I mean, Milwaukee's had quite a run so far, and obviously Coachella Valley in their first season in in the AHL is having quite a run. I mean, Coachella Valley uh, has made it this far, but they've had to battle in all of their series. All of their series have gone the maximum number of games uh, possible, so um, this is nothing new for them. Uh, in, in this uh, experience, uh, they got the two games on home ice. They go to Milwaukee, which, you know, is a, is a tough place to play and uh, the tough trip to make. And, and um, you know, Milwaukee's doing what they need to do, defending the home ice. So this fifth game is going to be critical. This is a different setup in this uh, final than you have seen a lot of series in, in the in the pro sports where it's a 2-2, two, 1-1-1. Two, one, 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 but for travel, you know, they do the 2-3-2 two, two in, the, in the Western uh, final. At least this is a true home ice or not, you're not having to decide on those with those best-of-five series. So this is going to go – so this is a this is a, a critical game for Milwaukee. You know, every – you get to this point in the playoffs, that game is the biggest game of the year. It becomes that because there's so much at stake in each game. Well, this next game for Milwaukee is literally their biggest game of the year because uh, it won't knock them out. I mean, it's only a 2-2 series, but if you lose game five at home, then you're going back – to Coachella Valley having to win both games there to win the Western Conference title, which is going to be very tough. So for Milwaukee, if they can win this next game, go up 3-2, then they go back to Coachella Valley having to win one. If you're the Firebirds, you are looking at this, and say, okay, well, we got the two games at home. They've gotten two games on the road. Uh, if they can somehow still get this fifth game in Milwaukee, then they're looking really good going home having to only win one at home ice. So uh, it's... I mean, it's again. It's this time of year for a reason. These teams are very good, and uh, this is great for the AHL too to have a very uh, competitive series like this. Uh, both the East and the West are kind of are kind of looking that way. Although the, the East seems to be more, maybe more decided, but uh, but that series kind of now maybe swaying back and forth. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, two really good teams. Not not solely surprised that it's two two
1: well I, I can tell you from what i heard tonight and i was listening to the game and uh great call you're awesome man you're, you're uh you really do a great job um putting people into his the hope environment he's
2: his, hope he's enjoying his week there in milwaukee Wisconsin, yeah, i don't great. think he is
1: i don't think he is <laughs> i think <laughs> he'd rather be somewhere else oh. <laughs> but you, you can tell on the I, i'm not i'm sorry i'm not speaking for you Evan. maybe you love it there but anyway um so let me recap tonight for you from what I heard. Um, what I heard tonight was the Firebirds not doing a whole lot right. Um, I guess their shots on goal, they outshot Milwaukee to 32-26. to
2: 32-26, yes.
1: But other than that, it, it was miserable. Uh, special, they were teams favored,
2: spe- special teams favored Milwaukee. Uh, two oh, it wasn't even... Coachella Valley 05 on the power play. So that's one glaring thing just looking at the stat sheet.
1: Yeah, the 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 power play was awful. They gave up a shorthanded goal 17 seconds into the third period to make it a two-goal uh deficit 4-2. And uh, you know, I heard multiple times a faceoff in the offensive zone. Oh, they lost the faceoff. Oh, uh, they won the faceoff, but it bounced over somebody's stick. I mean, it just seemed like there was a total lack of focus uh, from the firebirds. And again, I wasn't in the building, so I can't, uh, speak to it, uh, from being there, but boy, from what it sounded like on the radio, I don't, I don't see too many guys that came out, um, looking real good on the, uh, on the whiteboard when, (laughs) when coach uh, Bilesman pulls that up tomorrow. But anyway, uh, in addition to that, um, I thought the difference was going to be goaltending. I thought it was markedly, uh, in favor of Coachella Valley and Joey Decord, but Devin Cooley has won the last two games in Milwaukee. And from everything I've, I saw in the first game and heard on this game, he's been like lights out. I mean, stopping everything thrown at him. He did it again tonight, 32 shots, only lost two goals and, uh, really keeps the admirals in the game. Jimmy Schultz um, the scoring machine, I'm gonna start calling them now because <laughs> the defenseman got a short end of goal the other night, um, in Coachella Valley and gets another goal tonight to kick things off. So Coachella Valley is getting opportunities and they get the lead, but they're they're not able to hold it. And that's, that's uncommon for this team, especially in the playoffs. They've, they've done very well once they've gotten the lead. So they give up, um, Two goals in the third, as I said, the 17-second shorthanded goal from Michael McCarron. And then uh, Igor Afanasev uh, gets the empty net goal. Um, and he, he 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 was skating alone into the net, and somebody took him down. <laughs> so they just awarded him the goal. So uh, anyway, so that's how it played out tonight. Again, um, Firebirds fans, if you're, uh, you're listening tonight and you're wondering what the heck happened, I, I think it's one of those nights you just throw it away. Don't even look at the tape. You just go, you know what? We weren't very good in any facet tonight. Goodbye. Let's restart this thing Friday afternoon.
2: Yeah, I think that's what you have to do. I mean, they've had that in the postseason. They've had some games where they didn't play their best and maybe got a little comfortable. I mean, they came into Milwaukee with a 2-0 lead. They lost the game three, but then, you know, they're still 2-1, so you're still in the kind of... Kind of feeling good about yourselves now. It's a two-two series. Uh, I think maybe this is the first time they've lost uh, a couple of games in a row in the playoffs. Maybe, Uh, so that's that's maybe new for them. Maybe they maybe they did it one other time, but I don't think so because the series of their all their series have been kind of back and forth. One one win one lose one win one lose one. Anyways, Um, the other question I have is: Is Devin Cooley been the goaltender for Milwaukee in this the whole series?
1: He has not. Uh, Askov was the goaltender. I believe it was Askov. Yeah, that was. uh, in net for the Admirals on the, um, okay, I got that wrong. Askarov. It was in goal okay. uh, for the first two games and, here. And, uh, Devin and, Cooley came in on uh, Monday and of course tonight as well.
2: So you look at that. So they've, they've gone to the two different goaltenders, which, you know, as you know, they've lost two games. Maybe they, Wanted to make a change there, but you look on the other side and they've been happy with him I and mean, he's been outstanding is Joey DeCord? But I go back to the fact what I, my point earlier that they've played a lot of hockey, there's been, they've played the max number of games that they've had to play. Uh, I think a couple of those games have gone into overtime. So, and he's been a net for all those games. And you wonder is is he starting to feel a little fatigued? I mean, they've had some some breaks in there, but not really, because they've had to kind of almost go right into the next series. So um, you wonder maybe is fatigue starting to creep in a little bit for Decor that he's not as sharp as he's been, and and you wonder if they would even entertain the notion of going with the with another goaltender uh, just to give him a, a rest. I mean, it's yes, you want to win Game Five, but it's not the. Mo- I mean, I mean, it's every game is critical, but do they go with? Drieger, maybe, or if, if they have another goaltender. Can, can I
1: answer your question on yes. that one real easy, real easy, yes. and real fast? Does, is no, it two le- is it two
2: letters? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> is it two they letters? They will not.
1: They will not. If they make a change, uh, I'll cut my hair tomorrow because uh, I don't <laughs> think Dan Bilesma the way he uh, has ridden Joey yeah. all year well, we were long. We talked
2: off air about how how much that he. Uh, Oh, he, yeah, uh, he loves Bosma it. loves Joey DeCord and stuff. So he, it's, it's going to ride or die with, with Joey decord it seems. Like.
1: Yes, he is. And, um, and he's, he's very capable Joey, of doing
2: it, but it's just a fair question to ask because they have played a lot is. of hockey in the playoffs and they've had some overtime games and stuff. And, and some of these other teams, and I don't know how much, uh, Cooley's played over as I haven't looked at the breakdown, but obviously they've, they've not sticked with one, one person, one goaltender the whole time. So, uh, you kind of wonder, maybe you look at that as, as a possibility, but, uh, as, as a factor of why the series is now
1: 2-2. Well, two things I want to bring up, and we'll kind of talk about them both um, at one time here. But number one is uh, Coach Bilesma told me after games one and two here in Coachella Valley that uh, this Milwaukee team was built to play like an NHL style. They're big. They're physical. They try to get bodies in front of the net. That's how they score their goals. And, yeah, that's how they scored their goals. All four games of the series was getting guys in front of the net and uh, making life uh, rough on Joey Decord. Now, in Joey's Joey's defense, he he didn't get a lot of help tonight. And uh, I heard him make a lot of saves uh, that Evan was giving to us that uh, sounded acrobatic and and good. So uh, to answer your question, is Joey fatigued? I don't think he is. Um, I think he's okay. And I don't think this one is on Joey. I think... uh, the team and the coaching staff will tell you that this one was on the rest of the team maybe you know you're you, you had a power play at the end of the second period it was a two it was a essentially a double minor it was two separate penalties on the same player so they had 2 minutes and they couldn't score then they had another minute 30 or so a minute 29 to start the third period and they gave up a shorthanded goal which was the backbreaker so it was special teams that hurt it was uh, offensive zone faceoffs from what I heard that hurt. Uh, it just was they, they just weren't sharp. Uh, when you hear you know pucks jumping sticks and um, passes in the skates and stuff like that, and Evan does a great job of calling a game, um, so when he says it, I believe it. But um, you know, so so there's that. The other thing that's happening now with this big Milwaukee team is at Coachella Valley the first two games, Stephen they. the the Firebirds ran them into the ground, literally Uh, by the end of the third period, you could see them really struggling to, uh, to to have the energy to battle. I think they're getting their way a little bit up in Milwaukee. They're uh, they're at home. They're getting more rest probably. uh, And they're, they're playing their style of game instead of letting Coachella Valley dictate. So something has to give on Saturday. Um, The other thing, Tonight, there was like three or four minutes after the game where neither team left the ice because they were jawing at each other and pushing and shoving, and um, I think Evan's words were, this team has some bad blood between each other. (laughs) So so that will be something to watch on Saturday as well. You can't afford to go to the penalty box. You can't afford to do stupid things in uh, what now is essentially a best-of-three series. Yeah, let
2: me point out – the. On that point, I think we were making this point, is that a Milwaukee goal, minute and four into the second period, that was the power play goal. And then uh, McCarron getting a shorthanded goal that you said it was the backbreaker, absolutely was, 17 seconds into the third period. Those are always the toughest ones to give up, is when a period is starting or a period is getting ready to to end. In this case, a minute and four seconds into a period, you're just kind of getting settled into the period, and you, you give up a goal that early on that can really be be crushing uh and then 17 seconds and that's even more crushing and that turned out to be the game-winning goal in the third period so and it was short-handed short-handed <laughs> death, so it's like a triple whammy i guess so to speak and uh, so yeah i mean so i guess you look at it and it's a 5-2 score but it's it was a lot closer than that i suppose maybe it but maybe it. It wasn't too. Here I go again, contradicting myself. Or said it wasn't. The score didn't indicate the score, but maybe.
1: Okay, let me let me help you with that one because it was a very close game very close going game, into yeah. the third period, but and if that goes the, result, the other way.
2: But when you look at the result, though, it's like okay, well, maybe it. That's the way it should be. The way the two teams were playing, but but the game itself was very close uh, for the most part. Yeah, score wise.
1: Well, you look at it in the in the third period, for example. If if that power play goal is scored. Instead of a short hit and a goal given up, all of a sudden we have a three-three game, and uh, and you know that's with 19 minutes to play in the in the third period. Um, so when that one is given up and you're down four-two, now that changes your mindset completely because now you got to get two to tie, and three to win, and um, you know you start taking some chances and that leads to uh, issues. That's why they had an empty net goal um, given up, so that made it five-two. So it really was a closer game than that, and and I'm not. I try not to sound like a homer here because right? we cover the West and Milwaukee, not really in the West. But um, uh, when you look at the uh, the play overall, I think the uh, the the Firebirds are just a better team. I, and I think when all everything is said and done, whether it's six games, seven games, however many. Uh, this is going to be uh, a Firebird win, and they'll be advancing. So I haven't lost face, faith in that yet, but um, I do think they they need to get sharper. And um, I, one thing that's – and I told you this, I think, off there too, but one thing that's different with these AHL playoffs, like there was a huge battle Saturday uh, for for Supremacy and for Coachella Valley to get a 2 nothing lead. Then Sunday morning, they're on a plane – flying from Palm Springs to Milwaukee, and Monday afternoon they're playing a hockey game. That's not a lot of time to rest, recoup, recover, get used to it. Keep in mind these two teams have never played each other this year. And you're going, They've, into, uh, a,
2: you're going into a different time yeah, zone
1: too. Yeah, two time zones.
2: Right, two time zones. Yeah, so, two, hour di- two hour difference between the uh, Pacific time zone and the
1: Central. Time. So, so people will come back at me and say, well, what about Milwaukee? They had to do the same thing. Yes, but they went back home. So there's an adrenaline rush about playing in front of your home fans, being in your own locker room, being in your own bed. Um, And, you know, for Coachella Valley, I didn't think, uh, you know, Monday's game would turn out in their favor. It was a 3-1 loss um, and another close game. But um, I really thought and expected more tonight. I didn't expect the sloppiness that I heard, and I did not expect uh, the power play to be so inept and to give up a short-handed goal and, really where it all starts is a face-off circle. And if you're losing face-offs in, in your offensive zone, you're not getting the chances that you need to get, um, quality chances.
2: Yeah, I mean, face-offs are such an important aspect of the game. That's why you love to take pictures of them all the time and, and put and put uh, face-off shots on, on Twitter because it, I think it can say a lot about the game of how obviously how face-offs going. if you're winning... Uh, the draws and you're able to uh, if you're in the offensive zone, if you're able to utilize that and and try to set up something. I mean, how many times do we see in, whether it be the NHL or the ACHA or even in whatever, whatever level we're we're talking about where something can happen on a faceoff? And especially if you're on a, on a power play or something and you see a, a draw and a goal can get scored pretty quickly. It happens quite a bit and it happens a lot off faceoffs. So those are very important and if you're on the defensive end, if you can win a few of those and get them cleared out, it could really make a difference in a in a power play or a penalty kill in this case if you're the short the team that's shorthanded. Uh so I mean yeah, I mean it's it's a big it's a big deal uh, faceoffs. Obviously that's a very important part of the game. And uh, I think that's that can say a lot about how a game goes, of who's winning the at the faceoffs if they're pretty evenly or if one team's got it more of advantage than the other, uh, that that can that can make a difference because there'll be times where you're on the defensive end of a faceoff where you need to win one to prevent a the, the other team from having a good offensive draw and good offensive breakout and, and go, or there's times where you can or you're on the offensive end and you need to win a faceoff especially late in games where you need to maybe try to get that late goal to tie it. Yeah, I mean it's very very important part of the game. Uh, the, the the travel thing is interesting because yeah, there's not there's not a lot of space in between. They had a couple of days in between games three and four, so I think that helped. Uh, the AHL is always interesting because these series sometimes are back to back in in the, in pairs, and then there's like three or four days, and then they they play like a weekend the following week in another city. If it, if you know if it goes five, and then or if it's a seven game series, then it goes back. But this is kind of spread out how an NHL series is, where it's kind of like every other day, or sometimes there's two days in between games. As the Stanley Cup final will be, will be two days in between games that involve a travel in there. But yeah, this was only one day, of tra- uh, one day in between uh, a travel with a travel in there. So uh, maybe that did favor Milwaukee a little bit.
1: I'll, I'll say this. It's not so much the travel because they're used to travel, but, but it's the unfamiliarity of going from. And I think Milwaukee faced it coming here because I know. There was discussion, and, um, gonna,
2: and when they go back there for Game Six, it's going to be the same thing. Now, Milwa- Coachella Valley will be going home. Milwaukee it, will have to travel to Coachella Valley, and they'll have to play. That's a Saturday, Monday, so they'll travel Sunday to get there. And Coachella Valley will be home. Milwaukee will have to make the travel. So maybe then that'll go back to favor in Coachella Valley in Game Six.
1: Well, it, it could, but I don't think it'll be quite the same, and here's why. It's the unfamiliarity that I was talking about. When when Milwaukee came out here for the first time, there were a ton of questions before and after uh, the first game that was played here on Thursday um, about, you know, what do you think of the desert, and what do you think of the building, and all this and that, and the players were kind of in awe. I mean, it, it's, if you've been in Milwaukee uh, all year and on the East Coast, and all of a sudden you come to the Palm Springs, and there's an 80 mile an hour wind blowing, and sand berms and, <laughs> blocking and roads, Bank, and <laughs> Bank, a brand new arena. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's and and different, Fuego, right? And,
2: and everything that comes with uh, with Coachella Valley with Fuego. And,
1: uh, yeah, so and so I think that was uh, that was kind of culture shock, and I think the same thing happened with Coachella Valley. It was culture shock to Milwaukee, where they hadn't played before. And uh, it's a new city, new place. I'm really putting the blame on you on this because you being a Green Bay fan, a Green Bay football fan, I think it's something has to do with you.
2: But this is on me,
1: huh? Uh, Anyway, I had to find somebody to blame. That's in
2: Green Bay, Wisconsin. This is Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so they're not... not
1: They're not far. They're not (laughs) far. You can throw a rock between the two. I've never been there, so I don't know. I've never been to They're not far apart.
2: I I just know that they... They're known for cheese, and I love cheese, so uh, you know, it, can't be, it can't be all bad in Wisconsin. And they've got the Packers there, which is which is good. Not no, no more Aaron Rodgers with the Packers. He's now in bigger bigger uh, markets now, but but that's okay. Life goes on, and and we'll and the Packers will press forward without. Uh, Without, uh, without Aaron Rodgers.
1: I, I was just going to ask you that. Have you changed your uh, allegiance no, now? You're now a Jets no, fan? Or? No, no, no. no? no. I, don't, okay.
2: I don't change allegiance. It's for, for players. I, I keep, I, keep...
1: <laughs> I knew that. I was just giving you a bet. Uh, so anyway. It's all about, it's all about it, Jordan
2: Love now in Green Bay, Whoever the quarterback's going to be. Uh,
1: let, let the Packers have a little love. Anyway, um, so game six of the Eastern Conference Finals will be played tomorrow. Uh, the Hershey Bears and the Rochester Americans, the Amurks as they call them, um, will will do battle with the uh, Hershey, leading three games to two. So another elimination game for uh, for Rochester. Um, personally, I think Hershey's going to win this out. Um, personally, um, I know three people on, on that roster, so I'm kind of fired up. If uh, Coachella Valley and Hershey meet for the Calder cup because uh, I'll have some connections on both sides, much more than I would with Rochester. But so that game will be tomorrow um, at Blue Cross arena. It'll be Hershey bears, Rochester Americans. um, And uh, that, that will be the game six. So who knows we can have an opponent tomorrow night, it might go another uh, two nights before we have a final decision on that. But whoever it is, it's going to be one long trip both ways (laughs) either rochester or hershey to palm springs is about as far as you can go in the continental us
2: yeah so i don't know if the hl is wanting milwaukee to win because the travel won't be quite as quite as bad if it's uh if it's uh, milwaukee and hershey per se or if it's rochester and and uh or milwaukee or if it's coachella valley and rochester that's about as far across the country as you can get uh from from new york to to california just like the Stanley Cup finals going from Nevada to Florida, which is a long travel. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, you look at this series, and uh, well, it's it's a 2 2 1 1 and 1 format. So they do the, the traditional 2 2 1 and 1 format. There's not as much travel between those two cities, but obviously Pennsylvania and New York are, are pretty reasonably distanced uh, plane wise. So they're able to pull that off. Uh, but what was interesting about this series is, is Rochester actually won the first game uh, at Hershey. Uh, five one, and then Hershey's come back and won the last three games, including both games uh, this past week in uh, in Rochester. Uh, Hershey won two nothing on to twenty fifth at Hershey uh, at their home, and then they went on the road to Rochester and won both games there, uh, four two and four two. Uh, so they they won there, and and then you go and then they go back home to Hershey, and Rochester wins in Hershey. So it's been a very road uh, heavy uh, series for the most part. The road team. Winning all but uh, I think all but one game. Uh, actually, no. I think they've won, I think the road team has won every every game. Uh, yeah, because you, Rochester won the first game. That was a road game. No, well, no, Hershey won game two at home. So yeah, so four and one. The road team has been in this series. So it's very interesting to now that it's going back to Rochester. Does that mean Hershey finishes this off uh, tomorrow, or can Rochester win at home and force a game seven back in Hershey? So it's, uh, it's been a very interesting series too. Like I said, with the, with the one, with, with the way that series has gone so far.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. It's uh, really exciting. Uh, you know, I, I joked at somebody they said, Hey, uh, are you living in Palm Springs now? I said, I am until the, uh, Firebirds finally lose or win the championship. One of the two, cause I can't, I really can't get out of here when, uh, there's a game, uh, every other night, it seems like one way or the other. So how was I night uh, the other night? Uh, i didn't see shenaya twain i I had to pass but um she was at the arena i guess last night so <laughs> did you stay as
2: far away from there as possible so you didn't hit the hit the hit the traffic or
1: anything uh, that's one thing about palm Springs, Stephen. that there is no such thing as traffic <laughs> just
2: a lot of wind the and only dust, right? was-
1: the only time there's traffic was like today when uh, four of the roads were closed due to sand blowing sand yeah. um I, I talked to our our Co-worker Paul Hornstein, he, I sent him a couple of pictures and he said, how are things Lawrence of Arabia? <laughs> so he, he was, uh, and then and he the said, "On one those... of them. He said, are you in Denver? And I said, no, Paul, that's sand.
2: <laughs> if there's, if there's anything, if there's anyone that knows a little bit about traffic, it's him. Uh, yeah. In, in New
1: York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Driving back and forth from Long Island to a borough in the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: But here's some uh, news about Hershey uh, Bears uh, or some facts about them. They're actually been around a very long time. They're probably one of the original uh, teams in the uh, AHL. They've been around since 1932 when they were in another league and then 1938 uh, in what was IAHL, now the AHL. So they've been around for a very long time. So they have a lot of of history and they have, uh, let me see, they've won 11 Calder Cups. Uh, in their history. So they, they, they are a team that has a, a well uh, established uh, history in the American hockey league. So, um, and then I, you know, I, I don't know, Rochester, I think is has been around for a while. And that's, that's the thing on the East side of the, you know, we never look at it too much during the regular season because we're so much focused on the West side of things, but it's always interesting to, uh, to, to remember that the AHL has a long story history. And some of these teams that are in this league, have been around for a long time, even been around longer than you, Scott. And that's saying something. <laughs>
1: oh, and tonight I feel like I've been around a lot longer, but I'm, I'm telling you, man, I am exhausted. Uh, anyway. That just means you're more wise. if you know. Yeah, maybe longer. that's it. You're more, you're more wise. Maybe that's you've, it. You've uh, had a lot of anyway. experience, too. Just like, just
2: like these these programs and these teams have had a lot of experience over the years with winning hockey. You, you have that same experience in other things. Yeah,
1: something like that. Quit digging yourself a hole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back. We got the NHL side of the uh, the playoffs to talk about because there's a final set to begin on Saturday. Really? I didn't in I, Las I didn't, Vegas, Nevada. I didn't
2: I? Didn't know that. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, we'll get we'll get back I, on that I just, in ha- just a I
2: just happened to go by City National today, <laughs> and it was packed today. And I was like, "Why is it so packed?" Oh, yeah. Because of free pizza, that's why.
1: Chance's birthday. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, we'll get back to the middle. Let's take a quick break and uh, come back and talk NHL.
0: When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking the best, best. So when you're Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas award, that speaks for itself. Whether it's the original location at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our choice award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. Really JR, you think you can still do this? Focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head locked and loaded. All right, still got it still
3: got it. Who's old now?
0: After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and... 592 West White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top, as well as its Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering, as well, call us at 480 687 2485 or order online at thespaghetti shack.com. From ITHSW Podcast, this is the Pro Hockey West Report.
1: Indeed it is. Paul Hornstein, the uh, th- the fine voice you heard there. Scott Strandy with you tonight in windy Palm Springs. I never knew Palm Springs quite this windy, Stephen Marsh, but um, it's a lot windier than Vegas or, or certainly Phoenix. And, um, it, man, it's hard to get used to. It is really hard to get used to. But those big wind turbines that are out there, they, uh, they suck all that wind in and uh, enjoy it and produce some great power so scott Strandy in palm springs california stephen marsh las vegas nevada stephen anything at all happening in vegas over the next few days and uh especially on your end of it are you working tomorrow or what the heck
2: who knows right <laughs> Well, I, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's sub concerts going on in Vegas. There's always seems to be those yeah. going on. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that's what
1: everybody's the, talking about. Oh, everybody's the talking the about that. The
2: Aviators are in town this week, playing in Las Vegas Ballpark, the Triple Lakes
1: Everybody NBA. talking about that.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. John O'Hurley. Was not. At the game last no, night. No, they are not. Stop John it. John O'Hurley was at the game last night at the Aviators <laughs> game, so that was cool. I guess. Stop, stop it!
1: Everybody is talking about the Stanley Cup final oh, and can things course. get done? Can can these guys from Vegas finally get what Mr. Foley's been waiting for for a whole six years um, to get him a Stanley Cup? Is it going to happen, Stephen Marsh? And you'll uh, you'll give us some details about this series and what's going on. And then I'll play a little cut that uh, you did today with one Shea Theodore.
2: Well, it's going to be very interesting series because you're going to have two teams that are fairly new. Uh, Florida, a little obviously older. Vegas, obviously very, very new still, six years old. Uh, and this is their second final, so that's crazy to think about. As we were joking about that, you know, every five year rotation, it seems like they're going to be in the final. And of course, think about the other years where they just missed. I mean, they were. Uh, other than last year where they didn't make the playoffs the year before that, of course, we were there at uh, T-Mobile arena, that that game five home loss to Montreal that obviously wasn't great. Then they lose the next game. And, but that, they were that close to making a Stanley cup final that year. And then the year before that in the bubble going to the conference final, losing to Dallas. And then obviously we, we don't want to relive what happened in 2019 with the, uh, with the sharks and the, the controversy around that series. But uh, and then year one, going to the Stanley Cup final and losing to to the Washington uh, Capitals. See, it's easier to do that when they're only six years old. You can kind of relay the playoff history, and because they've had a lot of it. Uh, but be, forty years from now, that'll be a little bit tougher to do to remember every season by season. But it's easy to do it when you're only six seasons in. Uh, but Florida, <laughs> don't quit ask, me, don't, it don't ask me to go down Florida. Uh, tw- whatever year <laughs> they've been around, but uh, but this is their second time that they're in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, their first time was fairly – was fairly, was fairly uh, uh, it was only a few years after they came in, so they, they got in pretty quickly to a Stanley Cup final. Uh, but it's been over, I think, 20 years for them since they've made a final. So, again, so now they're in the final. And for one of these teams, it's going to be their first Stanley Cup. So we're going to have a new uh, Stanley Cup champion that's going to be a first-time winner. And it's both teams from the uh, Sun Belt, uh, Nevada and Florida. So, and uh, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Florida is quite a story because, uh, they they've had quite a run. I mean, you think about, uh, they 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 basically came in as a, as an eighth seed. I mean, that's it's, that's basically what their positioning was. They were the last wild card team in. They had to get in on the last day. They actually had to get some help to get in. They needed some teams to lose, like a Pittsburgh and and that. And then and they were able to get in, and they got in and they played Boston. Was down three to one to Boston in the first round, rallied to win that series uh, in seven, and they really haven't looked back since. They've only, I think, lost one game uh, since that uh, time, and they've beaten teams like Toronto, who wanted Florida. If you remember, their fans wanted uh, Florida, and uh, yeah, they don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they want them anymore. And then uh, Carolina, another good team this year, and uh, and and they swept them. That wasn't a sweep, according to uh, Rob Brindamore. It was a it was a sweep that wasn't a sweep. But anyways,
1: uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> let, we we'll are. get into Florida in a minute. But let me play that clip that you got just a couple of minutes with uh, Shea Theodore because Shea, one of the um, the guys that was there in in, in the very first um, Stanley Cup run for this Vegas team that's been around all of six yeah, and he years. Talks, and he talks about <laughs> Florida in the clip, so you'll, you'll yeah. hear that. Here we go. Let's uh, let's play Shea Theodore and Stephen Marsh.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's the Stanley Cup final, so it's definitely going to be physical.
2: What did you guys learn, the ones that were here from the first year of the Stanley Cup, um, just being able to take that now and,
3: and six five years later and play in the Stanley Cup final? I think just the experience of it. Um, you know, the first year is kind of a magical magical run, and... Um, you know, our, our lack of experience kind of kind of got to us. Where this time around, we have a lot of guys that have been there, a lot of guys that have won, and um, you know, hopefully we can add that add that to our mix and and you know, play a good good series.
2: Okay, um, did, did you kind of see that with Florida
3: a little bit yeah I mean they're a good team um, you know they played hard fast hockey and you know like I said they beat the top three teams in the east so um, you know they have that grit to them and um, you know we're going to need our best game in order to win what would it mean
2: you know not not getting that first year and then now five or six years okay. later you guys would, would win the
3: cup and have this come to Vegas? yeah that'd be special um, you know but at the same time that's in the back of our minds um, you know we have to focus on game one and um, you know I think we just Have to stay level headed over the course of this series. Um, You know, we know it's not going to be an easy one, um, but I think if we can take game by game, then we should be fine.
2: Is that easier to do also this time around than maybe year one is to kind of just know it's one game, game one is
3: Saturday, then you can worry about game two Monday and go from there? Yeah, absolutely. That's how we're going to see it.
1: That was uh, Stephen Marsh and Shea Theodore. I love that guy. Uh, I told you the story about year one uh, when I was covering him. Uh, i did a little feature outside because I, what i was so amazed by Stephen in vegas was uh, that first year it, it was magical as Shay mentioned but everybody had a different name on the back of their jersey it was crazy so i went around outside on the, on the plaza to plaza and i took pictures of people with different names because i thought how many are there there were there was the full roster plus i think seven or eight other guys that had been on the roster or had been drafted by the uh, the Golden Knights. And uh, all of their jerseys were represented. And I thought, you just don't see that very often. And usually it's, you know, the, you go to Edmonton, it's Dreisaitl, it's uh, McDavid, you know. It's uh, guys like that, but you don't see the whole roster. At least I haven't seen it before. And one of the guys that I walked up to, I saw him wearing a, a, a Shea theater jersey. I tapped on my shoulder and said, hey, can I take a picture of you in your, your jersey? He goes, sure. And I said, uh, why'd you select, uh, theater? And he goes, it's my son. That's a pretty
2: good reason to select. Uh, so I got to meet was, the theaters, Mr. Mr. Like, McNabb's Jersey or something, you know, she <laughs> <his daddy>.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had a nice little conversation that was, uh, six, seven years ago, whatever it was now. Um, but that was, uh, that was something that's always amazed me and, and the Vegas fans continue to, to bring it, if you will. Uh, I think this team is different. You and I have had this conversation. You look at what they've been through, but they don't really panic. Um, do they have their – maybe they're definitely going to be the underdog on the goaltending side of things. Am I right on that?
2: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, Bobrovsky's uh, playing out of his mind right now, and it's that's an interesting story too because he's been great, you know, at other times in his career. And then he goes to Florida and, you know, maybe – wasn't that great or you know he's kind of had a resurgence here in the playoffs I don't even I, he didn't start the playoffs I think that's part of the reason they were down three to one then they go to Bobrovsky and then it's been obviously we know what's happened since then he's been really outstanding and so yeah I think the favor, the, the the edge in goaltending is going to be Bobrovsky but that's not to say that Aiden Hill and, and it's very interesting on Vegas side because of we know all year, and this is what makes this even more incredible, is the fact that they're in the final, uh, having gone through five goaltenders at some point uh, at this point in the season, and now having to play Aiden Hill in the playoffs after starting the playoffs with Boursois, he getting hurt, and now it's Aiden Hill uh, in net, and he's been really great, and it makes that offseason addition of Hill seem really beneficial now, and he's kind of getting a chance to really play very well. And got two shutouts in the last series for the uh, Golden Knights in that Dallas series, so it's, uh, yeah, it's 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 very. Uh, there's a lot of storylines with this, and we we could spend five or six hours on this. That's why media day tomorrow is going to be very uh, intriguing to to kind of see that. I'm reading some stuff now on NHL.com about some of these uh, these these storylines, but uh, you know your point about the first year and and I think why it's different this year. Uh, I was telling somebody this today at the at the practice. Uh, you know, as 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 great as it would have been for the Golden Knights to win in their first season to cap that off with a with a with a Stanley Cup, just to kind of put the icing on the on the cake, I I and I make it plaque for saying this, but I think it probably was beneficial that they didn't win it in the first season because I just think that would have, I mean, I mean, we saw even just making the final in the first year how the expectations to to win went skyrocket. I mean, I mean, Bill Foley, we talked about him, his prediction, you know, he, 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 he visioned playoffs in three cup and six, but uh, you know, they made the playoffs in the first year, made the Stanley cup final in the first year and, and were three wins away. They won the first game in the final and then they lost four. So I, I think what's the point I'm getting at, I think what's different this time of time is, is what's happened since then. It's that's been fun to watch too. Cause you look at the, the, the aggressiveness of Kelly McCrim and George McPhee, the moves that they've made since then to try to even make this team better than they were in year 1 and, and and I and people have said this I agree with it I think even Pete DeBoer the coach of Dallas now who was the coach of Vegas for two and a half years uh, said this during the Dallas series that beginning of the Dallas series that this is probably the best roster that Vegas has had in their in their six years and I think that's very true because you look at what they've added since that first year they've added players that have Gotten Stanley Cup uh, experience like a Petrangelo, uh, obviously quick has been kind of a one. You know they have a Martinez they've added since that first year who won two cups with the Kings. Uh, you look at now a Barber who's been a great addition just to hit the trading deadline this year. He's won a cup in St. Louis with Petrangelo. I mean, uh, you know you look around. You know, they added a guy like Stone who is, a, is not a cup winner, but he's he's has a lot of ex, ex, you know he's gained a lot of experience with Vegas and he's the captain of this team. I mean they've added uh, Eichel and Eichel now has this first playoff uh, run in his career and uh, he's been outstanding. I mean, but, but you also have the guys that have been with the team since the beginning and now have four or five years of experience in the playoffs because they've had such deep runs in most of the playoff runs in their history when they've made it uh, in five of six years. So you, you gain experience that way, even if you don't make it all the way to the cup final, you, you gain that experience. And so now here you are at year six. And, and I think you heard it from shade when he, how he answered some of those questions. And I, getting the vibe, listening in on some of the conversations that are happening in the in the, in the the locker rooms with or and what's being put out on interviews with these players for Vegas. Um, and I think we've seen it, what happened at the end of the, the Dallas series when they won the Western Conference. It starts with they didn't touch the Western Conference trophy. Uh, they took a picture with it, but they didn't touch it. There wasn't a lot of hoopla celebrating in the in the locker room, at least not that we, we saw. I mean, there, there was probably a little bit of that behind the scenes but you didn't see like uh you know like you may see when a team wins a conference championship the, this team and i think this is led by the guys who from the first year Mark so riley smith those guys um they know the ultimate prize is the stanley cup and so they're what's different i think this year is is it's nice to be back in the stanley cup but they're not satisfied just being back in the stanley cup they'll be satisfied when they're hoist when mark stone goes to the commissioner uh batman after they've won four games in this next series and they get to hoist and he gets to hoist the Stanley Cup and pass it along to their teammates. That's when they'll be satisfied. And I think that's different than year 1 where it was such a which it was such a run and, and it was just such a incredible run that they had were on. And maybe they lost sight of that at, in that final series where they were happy to get there and then you have a, a Washington team that was really hungry to win when their first in a long time and and had guys on there that wanted to win really badly. So the year one they got a taste of it didn't quite get it, now here in year six, they get another taste of it, and they hope, and you can tell, like I said, that it's very important to them that they try to win this uh, thing, and you could just tell, like, we, we ask the questions about, how, you know, th- how different it is from year one or year six, and and all they want to focus on is Game one on Saturday. That's what their focus is on right now. Not looking at the big picture like, oh, it would be nice to win a cup. You know, they say, oh, it would be cool, but focus is game one. And you can kind of hear what Shea was saying that. You know, game one is Saturday. That's what they're focused on winning game one. And then game two Monday. And then, you know, going from there. So, and that's been the – I think that's been the mindset this whole series. That's why I don't think uh, – and I think Cassie's been a big part of that. And I think it's been it's been really uh, refreshing to see that uh, this year for the Golden Knights. As, uh, as a lot of people, maybe, you know, especially after last year, didn't make the playoffs and now here they are a year later in the stanley cup final
1: yeah i kind of felt like they were going to be uh, a big uh, a big cog in the wheel of of colorado and uh the other teams that were challenging um to win a cup this year i, I thought vegas all season long just kind of hung around hung around near the top when they they just continue to win everything that they can win and uh, I, I agree i think the, the satisfaction will come when they win it if they don't win it, it'll be a, a disappointment. Um, and, the other and thing so, I want to point more
2: so than year one, it'll be more yeah, oh yeah, than yeah, year, yeah, year one,
1: uh, yeah, without uh, a doubt.
2: This this one will sting if they don't win it this time. This one oh yeah, really yeah,
1: without a doubt. Uh, and I do want to bring up one thing because we do cover the AHL and a lot of these guys have played in the AHL. Um, Michael Amadio, he's been just unbelievable and poised to play in a in a NHL playoff scenario um Brett Howden uh let go down the list of these guys that oh, and how about, uh, and how about, cut their uh, teeth
2: and how about Zach Whitecloud who was just starting his uh he was still an AHL mostly mostly an AHL guy the very first uh season I think he did he did get into the in that first season but he and then you got guys like Nick Hague who've come up through the organization and uh since they were drafted and and now he's a mainstay on the on the defensive core and a really good defensive player for for Vegas. So there's been some of that, uh, like I said, White Cloud as well, and and he's now a, a top guy on on the team and, and a, a regular on the roster. So there's been some of that too, as uh, and, and players from other teams coming in and and uh, and and big and been a big part of that. Uh, Aiden yeah, that's Hill, it. A, Aiden it's a Hill mix, too. even. Aiden it's a mix up and down from the AHL to the NHL in the, in the years that he was with Arizona and. And, uh, and last year was San Jose and, and, uh, and now he's getting a chance to, to shine here. And, and and we didn't know where he was going to be at this season because of all the, the injuries he was, it was him and Logan Thompson at one point this season. And then Brassois was in Henderson and then now it's now Hills, the guy with Jonathan quick backing up. And, and so it's, uh, it's, it's been interesting to see how this team has evolved this year, uh, from, from last year, just in different, different things, because, uh, there were some injuries this year too. I mean, not like last year, but uh, they there was some, quite a bit of roster shuffling this year too at different points in the season as uh, they call the players from Henderson. But what's different about this year is they were able to 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 get through it and it didn't miss a beat during all that. And Now they have everybody together and they just uh, it's it's this is the team that that McCrimmon and McPhee and, and Foley and Grassy they, This is the this is the team that this was the vision they had with the with this. Roster makeup, maybe not so much on the goaltending side. That's been kind of that's just kind of come come as it be. But but it just everything that everything that's happened this year and, and Cassidy too is. I, I want to make this point too. And I was talking about somebody, but we were talking about this a couple of other media members tonight today about decisions that Cassidy's made. It seems like everything that Cassidy has done this year has has worked out. I mean, he's pushed all the right buttons. Uh, I mean, the last game he put Nick Hague back on that line with Colsar and and Will Carey, which they have played. They had played very well together in the regular season when they were all playing together, and they get back together there in the playoff and that in that clinching game in Dallas, and they were a big part of that six nothing win to, to clinch the Western Conference. So, that that was uh, that seemed right. Then I look back at another point I made today was, how about how big was it that Aiden Hill came in that game two against Edmonton, where they pulled Brochu Swa- or. Uh, pulled yeah, pulled Bossois out or or yeah and put Aiden Hill in there. Didn't he, he leave with like,
1: an injury? And didn't Boursois leave with an injury then?
2: Well that that was yeah, that was later in the series. But in game two of that series, uh, you know, the Boilers were blowing out the Golden Knights, so Aiden Hill came in that third period. Uh oh yeah yeah, yeah. came okay. in that third period and got some medicine and then then yeah and then Briswa got got hurt and had to in the next game, I believe. Yeah, the next game he gets hurt and then Hill has to come in. And and I just think and that was, and I just think that was very uh, important at that time. It didn't seem like a big deal at the time, but it, it, cause Hill hadn't played much, you know, since he came back, he played a couple of periods in, in Henderson, uh, but from the last, you know, weeks, few weeks of the regular season when he was coming back, trying to come back from a, from an injury the second time. And, and he got a couple of periods in, in Henderson, but he hadn't gotten a lot of game actions and then, he was able to get some in that, that game two. And then, and then he took over the net in game three and he's been outstanding since. So, uh, so that's a decision that just seems so uh, monumental that he was able to get, get that and not go in completely cold. And, and, and he's talked about that after that was how nice that was to, to have that as a, as a, to have those minutes in there. So, I mean, it just, just a lot of examples. I mean, we could go down the line of, of different decisions and stuff of, of, of the things that coach Cassidy has done as the whole coaching staff has done to, 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 make this team successful. And, 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 uh, here they are at the Stanley cup final.
1: All right. We're running out of time. So I've got to throw one more at you. Uh, and this is one that, um, I don't think you were expecting me to say, but the one guy that's been uh, at least on the ice non-existent, but in the locker room has still been there. And that's one Phil Kessel. Um, you know, a guy that's played as many years as he had as the iron man record. That's and then all of a Stanley sudden cup you get to the Stanley guy. cup, playoffs and you don't you don't make the roster um and he, yet he's been uh supportive i know he's been at practice and working hard in the practice and, and ready to go it's just one of those numbers type things for phil and um i just wonder how much of a role he has played in the background of keeping these guys on an even keel and explaining to him what it takes to win a stanley cup and uh when you get excited and when you don't get excited because you you've seen him, um, Phil Kessel pretty level-headed. He doesn't get too up or down on too many things.
2: No, and he's not a big he's not a big uh, talk to the media person either. He's not he doesn't do that too often. But
1: yeah, I know you've tried to get sit-downs with him like six times, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, and that was another guy I forgot to mention. Yeah, because he hasn't been playing in the playoffs. But yeah, Phil Kessel, uh, another guy with Stanley Cup experience and and it's very it's very interesting because he I, he is very much still around the team i mean we see these videos that get posted out uh now after they win and do this elvis thing where they pass this wig along and, and give somebody elvis wig and glasses and and uh, you see him in there uh, in his suit and stuff so he's still very much around this team and he's on the ice obviously during during practices and stuff so uh, and I'm sure he's still traveling and stuff. So he's very much a part of this team. And yeah, and I think there there is something about that where he can be a voice uh, to these guys that s- maybe still don't have that uh, Stanley Cup final experience or Stanley Cup winning experience. And I think that's just been another part of of why this has been a good group. I think we we talk a lot about this this team is really close and they really get along with each other and and sure florida might might say that about their team and that could be true too and, and sure a lot of teams probably say that about their teams but it's not always there's not always the the case there's, there's sometimes there's some tensions in in locker rooms with teams and you know these you know players that you know saying they're better than you know and stuff but it does, you don't get that with this team and everybody loves each other they love to play and they love to go to the, the rink and and skate and and be a part of this team and and they have fun doing it i mean when you watch practice today uh, i mean Game one of a Stanley Cup final in a couple of days, you would think it would be very uh, tense and stuff, but it was pretty loose. And and the guys, you can kind of sense that they're having fun out there, uh, even here on June first and still playing. and And I think that there's something to be said about that. And uh, Kessel's certainly a, a part of that. And and yeah, how about that? I mean, at that time, I'm uh, not taking uh, taking Kessel out of the lineup once Carrier was back and was able to play. And Cassie talked about that at the time, saying that you know Kessel. You know, it was a it was a discussion. Obviously, Kessel wasn't happy about coming out of the lineup, but but he understands it and and certainly is supporting the team and and a big part of, I'm sure, being a voice in that locker room, uh, even though he's not playing it in the games. I mean, and and it's just again, it's just another example of, uh, and I think the players really respect uh, Cassidy as a coach, and and uh, the Golden Knights have had some great coaches, but there's just something about Cassidy. That I think it was really right for this. And it's nothing against the who who did a great job with this team for two and a half years, but something about Cassie and this, it really seems to to be the right guy for this group of players at this time for this team. And, and I think there's, that's a big part of the reason why they're in the final two.
1: Yep. Totally agree with you. Well, you'll be at Monday tomorrow. So get some sleep and get ready for that. Um, we'll have game one Saturday. Uh, I'll be at, uh, my eyes focused, I believe, on the Coachella Valley Firebirds up in Milwaukee while well, you are at T-Mobile Arena, so best of luck with that. Um, and then we'll do uh, special things. We'll do some uh, Instagram Live stuff after uh, each NHL um, Stanley Cup game, and we'll do the same thing once the Calder Cup starts if our uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds are playing in that. So um, lots of things to uh to look forward to. Thanks for sticking with us tonight on late night, a podcast after way dark, <laughs> especially on the East coast. Thanks to our producer for staying up late for us as well. in Minnesota. It's, um, just after midnight there. So we appreciate all of that as well. And make sure you tune in again next week to the pro hockey West report. Take it away, uh, my friend.
2: Well, we we'll mentioned too, before I get to the closing stuff is that, uh, go to the website too. Cause, uh, uh, th- your wonderful executive producer has also been making some updates to the website and uh, it's updated now for the Stanley cup final and some other uh, and the caller cup stuff. So uh, people could go to the website. We're hoping to get that stuff updated as, as I get stuff from the media day and, we, and we'll hope to have some stuff from, from media day as it's uh, as much as I can, can get it with this, you know, and then, yeah. And then we're also going to do the stuff as you mentioned with the Instagram lives and, and also go to our social media and Twitter and, instagram and we'll we'll post stuff there and from from the from the media day or from when i'm at this events and and uh and, and just follow these runs uh, the golden knights in the final and the uh in the uh, coachella valley firebirds in the in the western conference final trying to get to a call the cup uh final so it's uh, a it's exciting time so yeah follow us at pro hockey or at pro under hockey underscore west and and uh, and then on Instagram, Pro Hockey West Report, pretty easy. And and like us and follow us on those platforms. Help us get our numbers up a little bit. We we would love we would love that too. So uh, and also like and subscribe to our podcast too, which we'll get into now as we tell you that the uh, from the Tag Creative Group Studios, this has been the Pro Hockey West Report presented by Toyota, the Tag Creative Group, your one-stop shop for unique designs or that one-of-a-kind gift for yourself or someone special. Search for T Grand Rudd on redbubble.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, Las Vegas' best barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Behind the Mask, find any of our three Valley locations and more at BehindTheMask.com, whether you play on ice, in line. Caesars Sportsbook app, play responsibly at the only app that earns you Caesars Rewards points. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly in Tempe, Pine Top, and Queen Creek. Order online at TheSpaghettiShack.com. Topgolf. Go to topgolf.com to set up your next business meeting or group outing at our sports bar and restaurant. Jets Pizza, since 1978. Better pizza, because it has to be. Find one of the over 400 locations near you at jetspizza.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Book your stay now at any of our locations around the world, caesars.com. The Pro Hockey West Report is live every week on the Podbean app. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Help others find it at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcast, all one word on your favorite podcast platform. The Pro Hockey West Report, presented by Toyota, is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network.
1: Very well done, my friend. As uh, we wrap up a late night edition of uh, the Pro Hockey West Report, uh, we'll remind you that um, we have full coverage NHL, AHL playoffs. Saturday is a big day. It's Game One in the Stanley Cup Final. Game Five in the Western Conference Finals for the American Hockey League. Stephen Marsh and myself will have you uh, covered from wall to wall with all the hockey action you need. So enjoy it. Enjoy this time of year. It only happens once a year, and boy, sometimes it takes a while to get back there. Just as the Toronto Maple Leafs. Anyway. <laughs> Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, hello, new day. Good night, everybody.